Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with Dr. Fuck and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley, better known as Wadzilla. So enjoy another awesome, incredible episode of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Bam, 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 diddly D. Hey there, it's me, Dr. Fuck, and with me always is... Oh yeah! started with some reviews on YouTube, then I wanted to start a podcast. Ayatollah said, I'm gonna help ya, and we proceeded to kick some pot ass. Damn, you fuckers are lucky to get this podcast for free. Dr. fucking Wazella, all the fucking pod kings. We recorded and I'm drinking some water. Wadzilla's drinking Rolling Rock. No one can compete. We will never be beat. All of the other podcasts can suck our cocks. Damn, you fuckers are lucky to get the podcast for free. Dr. fucking Wadzilla. All the fucking pod kings. Loving ain't a lingus. Yes, we have no shame. Wipe our ass with morality. We have the best guests, they'll shit on your chest Our lethal combination is with Bill Wang BAM! We were invited to Nashville They gave us time on the mic We started a talk, the people they were in shock They looked at us, if we were the Third Reich Damn, you fuckers are lucky To get this podcast for free Dr. fucking Wazilla all the fucking pod kings. Dr. fucking Wadzilla. We are the fucking pod kings. Wow. Dude, that was awesome, man. You sounded just like me. You like that? I that loved it. Me. That was me and Pete Best. Pete Best? Yeah. That was amazing, dude. He has that Ringo swing down. I don't know why they got rid of him. I have no idea. Well, anyway, I got to say, dude, you sounded... Dude, I was like, dude, is that me or Glenn Hughes? Well, I knew it was good, so I had to get a Beatle, and Pete Best was the only guy I could afford. (laughs) Well, I got to say, I'm thoroughly impressed by your vocals. I mean, you nailed me. I mean, it sounded like me. I heard. No, I, I nailed you. Yeah, I heard I heard a little Dio in there in Hallford, you know, but and a lot of Glenn Hughes, and there was some of me in that vocals. I'm very impressed, dude, especially with the lyrics. That that sounds like something I'd write. Yeah, I'm a lot like Glenn Hughes. I'm the voice of cock. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Well, congratulations on your great new song, and I do I smell a Grammy? Oh boy, it stinks like high heaven in here. Oh my God! I, somehow I got a feeling we'll lose the Jethro Tull. Yeah. But, uh, oh my God, what an amazing video, brother. <laughs> that was fucking great. Yeah. Made, made my fucking day. I was so excited when you, you made the post this morning. Yeah, that for people like, that don't know, there is a video to that song on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. And if you don't know this, that means you didn't subscribe. And you should subscribe because I will like you so much more. And I promise I won't fuck your mom. Yeah, and, and to get everybody to check it out, Kiss is in the video. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. They're all, they're all throughout the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of kids. A lot of kids. Uh, but oh my God, you dropped a little teaser about what you were gonna do, and I was like, hmm. And even Bill Wang thought I knew about you doing this. I was like, no, I had no idea. It was so good, so good, man. And uh, <laughs> and, and and it's true. Everything you said in, the, in that song was true. <laughs> and, 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 if, and if there's any other podcasts that that get offended by it, it's a fucking joke. Yeah, uh, I mean, but yeah, I mean, we are full of ourselves, you know. I mean, don't don't get us wrong. We do think we're the best, but I mean, yeah. I I religiously listen to Decibel Geek and Rock and Roll and damn good movies. I've been listening to a lot lately. There's a lot of great podcasts out there, and I, there's a lot of those podcasts that people think are better than us. I just don't think that. I think we're the best. I, and I, I sent the video to Chris Sinzak and he sent it back and he, he's like, uh, I, I love it, but I'm not sucking anything. <laughs> well, that's a big disappointment. But he got the joke. So if there's any other podcasts out there who are offended, uh, c- come on, get a like. No, no, first. please don't get the joke. We, we like offending fucking people <laughs> that that really just can't take, uh, you know, our cockiness. You know, we may think we're the best, but shit, Black Sabbath's the best. Does that mean Van Hagar sucks? I mean, Halen, I'm sorry. I did a yes. Fro- Freudian slip. Yes, Van Hagar does suck. Uh, and, and, and no, I, I, I agree with you 100%. And I'll, I'll put it out there right now. Hey, I think we are the best podcast. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. doesn't mean I don't love and respect all these other uh, podcasts. I, I love them. I love. Here's the thing, too. You know, and I... I I told you about this uh, like a month or so ago when I had a problem with, you know, that person that I thought was cool. Uh, I said, you know, there's certain uh, areas of this country that doesn't get my humor and vice versa. I don't get theirs, you know. So, of course, they're going to listen to me and and take it the wrong way. And I can understand and respect that, you know. But uh, if you don't understand, like, you know, like there's certain people that I don't think are funny that people find hilarious. And that's just certain segments of the country. And there's certain people that's going to listen to us that are going to be like, oh, these guys are terrible. And I understand that because you don't have our sense of humor. People are different. Everybody's different, you know? All I know is if I wasn't on this podcast, boy, you talk about ass licking and loving it, I'm your fan. (laughs) And and it was was so awesome. And I'm watching the comments and everything. And I'm seeing the people liking the video. I'm like, how could you not? It was so good, so funny. The, you know, you are the master of the videos. You know, I mean, you you always have it. Your your fucking reviews are the best. You know, with the visuals and everything, and uh, you know, you know when you do the YouTube versions of our episodes, are always good. And this one was so funny, and the way you mixed in everything, I was like, man, everybody's gonna love this. And then I see a fucking thumbs down. I'm yeah. Like, I, are you- yeah. Are you fucking kidding? And the thing is, like, with what you typed in, like, nobody Googled that shit. <laughs> you know, it's like you had to, like, subscribe to the channel or be on, uh, you know, one of our Facebook pages or be, you know, a friend of either mine or Ralph's to, to, to see that. And then anyone who was in that click, you know, to put a thumbs down. And then I see comments from an old, old enemy that hasn't been mentioned in the Coons age. Was it, was it, was it on that video? Yes, it was on that video. Oh man, I totally missed it. I, I, I'm sitting there and I, I'm, I'm looking at the comments and I'm like, I'm glad everybody's loving it. It's so funny. 
And then I see this shit from Andrew Jacobs. Like, there, there's the ghost of fucking Christmas Never. Uh, I, I uh, haven't heard you mention him in, like, fuck, like, months. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, more like Dr. Fuck and Drunk Asshole or some shit like that or Drunk Dick or some shit like that. And I was like, okay, motherfucker. I was like, all right, all right. I was like, uh, I want to see Santa to my fucking face in fucking uh, Nashville. Because apparently he's going to Nashville. And uh, I was like, okay, because here's the thing. I was born before Facebook. <laughs> and I say a lot of shit on Facebook. I say a lot of shit in the podcast. But I'm used to saying shit to people's faces. And it's like, you know, if you can't say something to somebody's face, you don't say it. Because there's repercussions. Yeah. Uh, I'm fine with that. And I said, all right, tough guy. All right, tough boy. Say that shit to my face in fucking uh, Nashville. See what the fuck happens to you. And then he's like, oh, I'm not afraid of you, fat ass. <laughs> and I'm like, hmm. I'm like, okay, that's a good one. Yeah, I'm a little chubby. You know why? Because every time your wife leaves you, she makes me a fucking sandwich. Ouch. Fuck, yeah, yeah, I can't stop eating. You fucking bipolar fucking prick. Did you at any time uh, in those comments... I did not see those comments. Did right. you at any time in those comments write, uh, you're afraid to face me and face... Uh, you're not going to Nashville because you're afraid of me? No, no, I, I didn't say... No, no, what I said was, hey, because he already said he was coming to the to the expo. And I was like, okay, tough guy. Uh, you a keyboard warrior? I'm like, say it to my fucking face. See what, see what happened. I didn't say you're afraid of me. And hey... Uh, you know, I'm not fucking Chuck Norris. I've kicked some fucking ass, and I've had my fucking ass kicked. <laughs> you know, but I tell you what, who's not going to kick my ass is you, motherfucker. And say that shit to my face as a fan, or you know, a, 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 you know, to my face. You know. Okay. See well, what, well. Here's see what the, fucking happens. Here's the thing. This is why I was unaware of all this. He put. He made a post on uh, the Des- uh, the Rock and Pod Expo two, and I knew he was talking about you. He said some drunken co-host uh, said that I was afraid of him and that I'm not going to Nashville because I'm afraid of him. And, uh, well, I am going. So then I left a comment saying, I know it's not my co-host because he, 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 he never mentioned any of that to me. And then he wrote me a private message saying he wrote it on YouTube. And then I apologized to him because I thought you did say that to him. So well, you're, you're I- saying he's lying. Well, well yeah, no, I, I didn't say he's afraid to come. I just said, when you come... Say that to my face. Step up to me like a man and see what the fuck happens. All right. Well, Andrew Jacobs, here's the deal. And, and it is, I'll let you go off all you want. Here's the deal. I've had already had little incidents where Andrew Jacobs would bash you on my personal page and here and there. And I would tell him, I said, look, if you want to bash Ian, go right ahead. Just don't do it on my page. He uh, sent me a, a screenshot of the iTunes reviews the other day. And I knew it was about you, but I was acting dumb going, what's this about? So he can basically say something about you and I can tell him again. Dude, seriously, Ian's my friend. If you got a problem with him, that's your. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong for having a problem with him. But just don't bring it to me. I don't want to hear it. Because, you know, after all, I mean, how many people have a problem with me that are friends with you that I don't give you any shit or I don't send you anything about? You right. And, and vice versa. You know? Yeah. And... and, and I know now, probably after this, uh, we're going to have another one of those, you know, he's going to unfriend me and I suck again to him. And that's fine, dude, because if you're going to be that way, hey, man, that, that shows more about you than me. If you 
end up keeping me on your Facebook and don't delete me and keep doing what you're doing because he leaves me nice reviews on my Vieira Vault. He says nice things about me and, and I am appreciative of it. But if you're going to fucking uh, unfriend me and be all pissy against me because, you know, guilty of association shit, not to be confused with that stupid show on that metal station. <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> but, uh, um, hey, man, what can I say, dude? All I know is that I, I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative of what you do to me, but if you're one of these, like, you know, fickle fans that's going to get mad at me because I side with Ian over you, Dude, I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. I'm friends with Ian. I'm he's 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 my bud. He's my co-host. And what we've what we've done together is fucking amazing. And uh, and if you have a problem with him, that's fine with me. If you have a problem with Ian, I just don't want to know about it. You know. And I know Ian doesn't want to know about when people have problems with me. It's like, dude, if you have a problem with Ralph, just take it over there. Don't bring it to me. You know. Right. And that's that's how we wrote. That's how I live my life. So. Whatever Ian says now, it's Ian. And I'm not going to edit none of it out because Ian has a voice just as much as I do on here. So okay. so go ahead. <laughs> well, allow me to retard. <laughs> retard? This, this fucking piece of shit. Oh, my God. At first, you want to talk about a groupie and a fucking stalker. And I, I don't know anybody else in podcasting that likes this guy. I know people who tolerate him. Uh, because he's very much an ass ladderer, uh, you know. But everybody, you know, that I talk to privately, like, oh my god, what a, you know, what a fucking weirdo. And 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 for a time, go back and check. I was his favorite podcaster. He loved me, and, you know. And we were even going to have him on the show. He was supposed to be on our Beatles uh, help episode. And I had to pry you. I'm like, come on. I'm like, I'm like the guy likes me. You know, I'm his, I'm his favorite podcaster. Let's have him on. And then, he, you know, I call him like, okay, you ready? <laughs> I'm like, what? Barry Gibbs speak up? I can't do today. You know, and I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> I can't do and I'm like, what the fuck, you know? I'm like, Jesus Christ, you fucking bipolar bear. Find your fucking nuts. Man, your very give impression's awful. <laughs> I, I put it up there with uh, the guy from the Dewey Brothers. What's his name? <laughs> right with the Michael McDonald. Yeah, that shit's awesome, dude. <laughs> but, you know, I'm like, what the fuck, dude? And, uh, and, and then slowly we had arguments, of course, you know, because, you know, He's he's the one Jew that loves fucking Trump, uh, you know, and you know you're you're the reason fucking Mel Gibson went off on his tirade, you know, and thanks to you we don't get Lethal Weapon Five, you asshole. Why can't you be an awesome Jew like fucking Stephen Kirsch? That's my brother. Yeah, Stephen Kirsch. This, this motherfucker, dude. Uh, you, you know, and then all of a sudden I'm not his favorite anymore. And he used to make these lists. That's so funny. This <laughs> motherfucker. Paper podcast of the year. You know, it's like, you know, and then you all of a sudden, you know, if you make him mad, you're off the list. Yeah, I, I actually remember I topped his list when he got mad at you. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then he the, got mad at me and I was off his list too, you know. I don't, I, 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 I don't like Ian. I, I, I love Ralph. And don't get yeah. mad at me. I'm just, hey, dude, if you're going to get mad at what I just said, tell me I'm wrong. You did. Yeah, I was on the top of your list. I remember specifically that me and yeah. you had a problem. I don't even remember what the problem was. 
But all yeah. of a sudden, you know, I was off the list. So he did to you what he did to me. It's like, you know, if you, uh, whatever. Yeah. Right? Just yeah. keep going. And, 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 and he's a podcast groupie. And, and that's fine. I mean, people enjoy podcasts, man. I enjoy podcasts. And then there's, there's rock stars that I'm a fucking groupie of. But this guy, you know, he's always like, <laughs> I'm going to start a podcast. And he would never do it. He's always like, <laughs> I'm going to do it this week. And he'd never do it. And then he kept trying to join, like, other podcasts. Because he didn't want to do what we did. We did fucking work. I mean, if you remember when we first started Ralph, it was fucking work. Because neither one of us knew what we were doing. It was trial and error and trying to get on iTunes and get better at what we do. And he just kept wanting to join other sh- Like, he didn't want to do that. He just wanted to join an, an already show. And he hooked up with Terrence for, like, a week or two. Yeah, that's right. It was uh, uh, wasn't it Terrence Mark and him doing shows? I, was he part yeah. of Crib, Crib Death? I no, no, know. no. After it was the Mark and Terrence experience, whatever that shit, that, that terrible Some show. Fucking shit. And then and was, then Mark went and did Freeform and he joined that one. I do remember specific. It might have been the problem when he went on there and he goofed on us for not liking Van Hagar. I do and, remember that. That I do remember. Yeah, and then there there. I, he did one. I didn't. I mean, I didn't listen to it, but I heard about it. Like he did an episode where he got real fucking drunk. How original! Where'd you get that fucking idea? Uh, from Mark. Know, he got it from Mark. Who got it from you? Yeah, yeah. But he got it from Mark. Mark, who makes fun of your relationship life. You know, when Mark Allen Taylor says you got problems, you got fucking problems. Did he really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> fucking Marcus Welby. That's like that's like Hitler calling somebody a Nazi. Yeah, it's like you fucking Nazi Goebbels. What's your problem? But I, I, I mean, just the dude's a fucking weirdo and a man depressive. He's one of those fucking. Uh, uh, I'm gonna quit Facebook. I'm tired of this shit. You know, and, and then would stick around for fucking two days to see who gave it shit. Now you're reminding me of that fucking old guy and family guy that's trying to fuck the little boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That, yeah, yeah. That. Who in turn reminds me of Mark Jacobs. Or Andrew Jacobs, whatever the fuck his name is. Ouch. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's one of those... The, those. That's... Uh, I love... Uh, Samuel Wett sent me this post the other day. It was hilarious. He said, quitting Facebook is the adult version of running away from home. <laughs> I, I'm gonna leave and then you're gonna miss me <sighs> I'm like fuck you quitting fi- Facebook you fucking pussies <sighs> I'm leaving I can't take it anymore it just shows me what a fucking bitch you are and this guy's got the, ner- the nerve to fucking talk about me and hey you know and then, and then you know with the weight jokes hey I'm a little chubby but I can lose weight, motherfucker. No matter how much weight you lose, you look like a fucking turtle with Down syndrome. <laughs> you know, you know, ain't no cure for that, motherfucker. <coughs> but uh, yeah, he, he talked all this fucking tough shit. Oh, and, and then he was—he's like, "Why don't you leave and go do your radio show that two people listen to?" I'm like, "Motherfucker, three people listen to my radio show, so fuck you." <laughs> You know, like what uh, the your, fuck? your radio show. Every time I I tuned in, there's a lot of people listening. Yeah, well, not according to him. And, and he's like, ah, I, I, I go, what the fuck do you have, motherfucker? <laughs> I'd rather have nothing than uh, 
did a radio show and the two people listened to him. Like, well, then you win because that's what you got, motherfucker. Nothing. You're a fucking nobody. You're a fucking leech. You got no balls. And, uh, hey, uh, I ain't saying you're too scared to show up at the fucking expo. Show up, say this shit to my face. See what fucking happens to you. That's all, I, that's all I'm going to say. I'm pre-Facebook, motherfucker. See what fucking happens to you. And uh, I even told him I was going to do this. I go, you know what? I'm going to give you the attention that you so richly need. You know, I'm going to mention you on the show. And, and even even this, he's going to hate half of it. You know, people are like, oh, he's being so mean to Andrew. This is what Andrew wants. Andrew wants his name out there. He wants to be talking. Well, motherfucker, I'm talking about you. And I'm fucking calling you out. All I know is that, dude, you haven't met. You you focused your attention on Justin Childers. And for months, I kept seeing little jabs toward you from this guy. And I didn't say anything to him until he brought it to my page. That's the only time I ever said, but I have seen little. And then when I saw that on the Rock and Pod today, I was like, well, that's not true. I never heard Ian ever say that to me, not knowing the comments he did, guys did on YouTube. And then oh. he told me you said that on the YouTube comments that you actually said, you know, that you're, you know, he thinks I'm afraid of him, that I'm not going to go, but I'm going to go. And I'm like, no, I I, I, ne- I never said he's too scared to go. I just said, hey, say this to my face. And then he's like, I'm not afraid of you, fat ass. All right, well, fi- well, fine. Then show then show up, step up to me like a fucking man and say this shit. And see if you don't get a fucking beer inside your fucking dome. And, and, and you, <laughs> you know, you'd be lucky if it's a fucking canned beer. And it probably will be because I'm cheap. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Making fun of Jews. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. I got a little in me. Yeah, you got Yeah, you got a lot hey, in you. Hey, I'm circumcised. Yeah, I'm a cheap fuck. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're probably... yeah you, did, you didn't donate shit to the Rocket Pod Expo. He did. Hey, you're, more, was... you're more Jewish than him. <laughs> I was gonna. Oi, vey. <laughs> What's all this Meshuggah Madness? Uh, but yeah, no, dude, you're, you're a fucking keyboard warrior. You're a soft chin, fucking Down syndrome looking fucking turtle. Uh, but hey, if you're feeling froggy, jump, motherfucker. Because wow, you know, I never heard that term again before. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? What? What, do, what are we gonna do to top last year? You know, to, to top what we did to chase people out of the fucking expo last year. Let, let's do it with me jumping over a table and beating the fuck out of a girly boy. You know, because, hey, you know, there's two things I'm not afraid of women and children. Uh, Well, and three and uh, Andrew Jacobs, (laughs) you know, I don't want to fight a man. I'll tell you what, if Justin Childers showed up and we're going and I was like, ah, shit, he's probably going to land a punch, (laughs) you know. But this asshole, this fucking namby bamby motherfucker. Yeah, I ain't worried about this one. You can put this shit on YouTube. You're going to look like fucking Danzig when I knock your ass out. (laughs) Motherfucker. Justin uh, who? <laughs> I guess I guess the Justin uh, bashing has been replaced. Now, now, fuck that Nazi too, but, you know, I'm just saying. I, at least I got more respect for fucking Justin. Well, all I know, dude, all this time when I kept hearing him say shit, I always thought to myself, dude, Ian doesn't talk about you anymore. And when he did back in the day, I don't think it was even n- nowhere near as brutal as your mom's dying from sucking black cock and getting black lung. I mean, you were extremely, I mean, compared to Justin, yeah, I thought yeah, you well, went well, light well, on him, you know? I, I, I mean, Andrew Jacobs' mom's not the whore that Justin Childers' mom is, you know, so I, I'm fair. Okay. Uh, you know, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I let it go. I ripped this guy in the past, but I rip him again, man. If you're a bitch, you're a bitch. If you're cool, you, you ask anybody 
who knows me and loves me. Man, you're cool to me. I'm cool to you. You know? But, you know, if you piss me off, and I've seen a lot of people say this on the on the page and the YouTube guys are like, God damn. I, ho I hope I don't ever piss fucking Ian off. But I'm like, you know, like, Ralph, where you're more, you know, you're hot-tempered. Like, it doesn't take a lot to piss you off. Yeah, I know. But, it, but, it, but, it, but in the grand scheme of things, you're more forgiving. You're, yeah. like, you know, you're going to blow up, and then you're really, you're going to be like, I'm going to let bygones be bygones. Where my Irish ass, I'm going to sit there, I'm like, okay, I'll take it, I'll take it. I'll ta and then you reach a point, you're, you're dead, motherfucker. That's it. That's it. <laughs> you know, you know, there's, there's no coming back. All right, well, fuck it. Uh, about time to get in some news. What do you say? Well, let's go. All right. Original Sticks vocalist Dennis D. Young announced the Grand Illusion 40th Anniversary Tour. I'm a big fan. It's, that's my favorite Sticks album right there. Right. Well, you can stick that shit up your ass, but I tell you what, if it was like if it was like real Sticks, I'd go see it. I, I, I like some sticks, dude. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, I, I don't, gotta, li dude, I don't his, like him as much as you, but I like some sticks. I gotta tell you, dude, his fucking solo band is on fucking. I'll take them over sticks, and sticks is good without Dennis DeYoung. Don't get me wrong, they're great, but Dennis DeYoung's band is. I, I take them over sticks. They're fucking amazing. They are, oh, and, and you know, sticks goes out there with their keyboards singing Dennis DeYoung songs. So what does he do? He gets these young guys singing Tommy Shaw and J.Y. song. And it's fucking top-notch shit, dude. And that guy, you want to talk about that guy? Love him or hate him, dude. That guy has not lost his voice at all. Oh, no, I agree. Dude, I'm, I'm like I'm like a greatest hits sticks guy. I, I mean, I don't know if I can hang in there for a full album. But, I mean, they do have some great uh, timeless songs. And, you know. I, 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 I think their best songs are, are the songs that aren't hits. Castle Walls, Man of Wilderness. You know, both those are a grand illusion. I mean, they're those are my favorite songs on that album, you know. And those are songs you never hear on the radio. But you can hear on classic uh, deep tracks on Dr. Funk Show, Friday mornings at one uh, 12 a.m. They got that song, Primal Concrete Sledge. What else is in the news? <laughs> Fuck sticks. I'm just kidding. Oh, and, uh, coming up next is Phil and Salmo. But uh, Phil Anselmo just came out and talked about, uh, you know, the political climate in the country. And uh, he's not a fan of guns, and we have a gun problem. Uh, how do you feel about guns, Ralph? Uh, all right. Uh, I am right down the middle when it comes to guns because some motherfucker breaks into my house, guns are awesome. Some idiot out there with a gun, it's terrible. So it's not one of these clear cuts on pro-gun control or anti-gun control. I'm right down the middle. I own a gun. Dude, okay. I mean, I have an intensive vinyl collection. I will kill for my vinyl. So anybody breaks into my house, I will kill you. I will shoot you. You know, uh, I had a friend who was shot six times and killed from a break and entering just two years ago. I mean, and, and it, it, you know. Wait, wait, wait. He, he was the burglar or he was the victim? He was the victim. Oh, Somebody Man. broke into his house, shot him. And this guy, dude, this guy was like six feet something tall, loved the gym, very built. You know, it was like a guy that really took good care of himself. Great guy, man. Six shots, bam, dead from a fucking, uh, a fucking scumbag burglar. Hey, so, hey, don't give Andrew Jacobs any ideas. 
I'm not bulletproof. <laughs> yeah, well. Oh, man. No, you know, Andrew Jacobs, seriously, dude, you need to. This is why I kind of warned you in a way. Like, you should have stopped a long time ago with this. For him to leave a comment on that video was, I'm sorry, it was uncalled for. It's kind of like, yeah, he wanted your attention. He got it, you know? And, and and if you're upset over all this shit, dude, seriously, hate me, unblock me, and take me off your top ten list. But you did deserve this because Ian has been quiet, and you went, for, and you just wouldn't stop, you know. And it's like, whatever, dude. And, uh, I'll let you go off on that guy. I don't even yeah. want to talk about. Yeah, it. well, uh, no, you know, we're we're talking about Philip H. and Selmo and gun control here. Uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of like you. I'm very. Uh, I am very pro the Second Amendment. Uh, you know, I'm the liberal guy, but I'm very pro Second Amendment. I believe in the right to bear arms, and uh, you know, and, and to have a gun. Now, does the average Joe need an AK-47 or an automatic rifle? That I don't think so. You know, if if you want to, and and I'm not a hunter, I, you know, but I believe in people's right to hunt and shit like that. I believe in having a handgun for safety and protection. Uh, I believe in having a hunting rifle for hunting. Uh, but I, I do believe there are certain guns that I don't think the average Joe needs. I think, <laughs> you know? I think a hunting is disgusting and should be stopped, and everybody should go just be a decent person and go to the supermarket and buy those uh, supermarket-made animals. Well, I, 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 well, here's my thing. I made a joke! And you didn't laugh. <laughs> but no, I. But no, I, I agree. Like, okay, if you are a hunter, and and if, uh, you know, say hunting deer is your thing, or hunting duck or whatever, uh, if you're gonna kill said animal, and you're gonna eat said animal, I'm all for that, dude. I, dude, I eat fucking meat, you know. So I, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I choose myself not to shoot the animal. Like, I, I could not shoot an animal unless I was starving to death. Like, if I had to do it, I would do it. If not, I just, I'm an animal lover. I choose not, but I'm not a hypocrite at the same time. I, I mean, I am a fucking meat eater. Um, but, uh, you know, like, like, you know, you see these fucking nuts with rifles, and uh, I wish they would stick to churches, you know, instead of, <laughs> okay. well, no, see, well, here's the thing, you know, you shoot one of these pricks in a fucking church, they're going to go to heaven in their fucking mind, so let them. You know, heaven, their, their version of heaven sounds better than what we got here, so they should be happy to die. And to me, anybody who believes in God, don't go to fucking a doctor. Don't go to anything, because you think that shit's better anyway. So if you die, you're doing great. See, me, I don't believe in any fucking afterlife. I want to live as fucking long as I can, because I honestly believe this is it. When this is done, I'm done. So I'm going to have the best fucking life I can, you know, without hurting anybody, except Andrew Jacobs. Fuck that guy. Uh, but you, you know what I mean? I want to live long, but, you know, if you're going to shoot people, go to a fucking church because they're going to go to fucking Valhalla or whatever the fuck they believe in. But uh, I think we definitely have a gun problem in the U.S., but it's, it's nothing new. I mean, look at the fucking Wild West. America is a violent fucking country, always has been. And it's not fucking video games. It's not Marilyn Manson. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's whatever. We're just a violent fucking country. Yeah, Marilyn uh, Manson's a problem in other things, but not yeah. that. <laughs> there He's you. a problem with fucking music in general. 
Well, speaking of problems, Paul Stanley says he can certainly, certainly see a day uh, where Kiss continues without him. Yeah, right. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah, That's a yeah. bunch of bullshit. Yeah, if that would happen, it would happen already. Yeah, it? yeah. He lost his voice. Why not do it already? Because oh. he's just saying this to, to, so he can use that excuse of having those two scabs in the band. You know, because, you know, it's like, dude, uh, you fired Peter Chris because he wasn't cutting it anymore. And uh, you said on various occasions, eights never grew as a guitar player and uh, have no problem with him not being in the band. So that's your excuse. But now you're saying, well, I could be replaced too. Dude, let me tell you something. Peter Chris's drumming was far better than your singing now. Uh, I, I, I'll put it this way. Peter Chris drums like Paul Stanley sings. I think he, I think he drums better than that. Paul Stanley is fucking terrible, dude. I mean, Paul, let me put it this way. Uh, I drum as good as uh, Paul Stanley <laughs> sings. That's how that's how bad he is. Ouch. And, uh, and I can back that up. Hey, all you Kiss nerds, listen to that uh, Ian's Kiss Concert Catastrophe episode again. Very popular. Yeah, of course, it's Kiss. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, here's something that uh, that we both love. And, and this is brand This is hot off the press. Just came on Blabbermouth. Uh, Venom Inc. just put out a lyric video for War. Awesome, I love that song. Oh, that that both of us agree that is our metal album of the year for 2017. Yep. That shit was so fucking good. And I just I keep listening to it again and again. And and just to show you how good it is, I mean there's a lot of bands that I love that put out albums uh that that I love. Uh, you know, Metallica uh with their last album, uh Megadeth with their last album. Slayer with their last album. I like The Last Testament. But you know what I listen to more? Venom fucking Inc. And, that, I, and you know, and I see on Facebook constantly people there, top 10 of 2017. I see it on nobody's list. And I'm like, it's because you fuckers don't listen to it. And I, and, I, and, and I have to, look, I'm sorry. I love you, Bill Wang, but I have something to say about the Kiss, Kiss, Kiss Hard Rock page. This guy put up uh-oh. the other day, this guy put up the other day, what's better, Tigers of Pang Tang, Crazy Nights? Or Kiss Crazy Nights. All these people were saying Kiss. You know they never heard that Tigers of Pang Tang album. You know yeah. they never did. It's I've ridiculous. never even heard it, and I haven't. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, it's, uh, and it's not one of their better albums, but Crazy Nights, come on. But, you know, people are just so brainwashed. It's like, I'm not even going to give it a chance. Fucking, you know, Bang Bang You, you know? <laughs> uh, bang Bang You, a classic. I'll shoot you down with my love gun, baby. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I get disgusted with that page at times. All right. Well, here's uh, here, here's a show I was on the fence about, but I am going to this motherfucker. That is, if it's uh, if it's close. They finally announced the lineup for this Frank Zappa hologram fucking tour. Yeah, Steve, I may be at some of them. Oh my dude! I, I I mean, being the Zappa fanatic, I am. It, it, it's more about that. I mean, there's Ray White, Mike Neely, Scott Tunis, uh, Robert Ma- Martin, Joe Andrew Ch- Jacobs. Yeah, yeah, Joe Joe Travers. But and and at certain shows, Steve Vai, Napoleon Murphy, Brock, Warren Cucurulo, 
Arthur Barrow, Ian Underwood, Ed Mann, Vinnie Colaiuta, Stephen Kirsch, and and others. So it's like it's one of those things. Like I really didn't want to lend my money to this because this is going against the weasel. This is going towards the Amit side of the thing. I was like, oh, I feel weird about this, but this is an all-star caliber lineup of musicians who played with Frank throughout his career through many different eras. And uh, I, I, I gotta say, my knees buckled. And, and if this shit comes near me, I'm fucking going. I still don't like the idea of it, but these are some musicians that have played on some of my favorite albums of all time. Is it coming near me? Yeah, well, they haven't announced the tour dates yet. It, it, they said it, the tour starts in late 2018, uh, but the dates haven't been announced. And I've been a very vocal supporter of Dweezil and everything he does. And I've met Dweezil on multiple occasions and, and members of his touring band. And it's always been incredible shows that plays Frank's music uh, perfectly. And, and just it, it's just a great atmosphere and environment. And to be surrounded by that many fucking Zappa fans is amazing. And I think what what Amit and, and Diva Zappa have done is total bullshit. So there's part of me that really doesn't want to support this, but do the lineup, man, they get they got me. I, I I'm a total sellout. I'm sorry to see these people. You know, I got to see you know the the, the first tour I saw when Dweezil did it. Steve Vai came out and Terry Bozio and I mean it was just. Napoleon Murphy Brock. It was fucking amazing. And uh you know, you know, there there's some artists playing on this that, you know, I gotta be honest, I'll never get a chance to see again. So even though there's part of my gut that says, Oh, this is wrong, don't do it, there's another part like even even if the, the, the Zappa hologram is bad, to see these musicians, and that's what I'm into, is fucking musicians that are good at what they do. Uh, I, I can't turn it down. So even though I'm going to get to my better judgment, I'm going to check this shit out. Well, I, I don't blame you, dude. I mean, if you, yeah, you, sometimes you have to separate, um, you know, the inside story to music. I mean, bottom line is if you don't go, it ain't going to hurt anything. So you might as well go. I mean, uh, look, I, 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 I'm a hundred percent against black fab without bill Ward. I did not want to. I didn't. I somebody bought me the 13 box. I didn't buy it. I, there's no way I would support it. I got front row seats for free by the Guns N' Roses girl, by the way. And uh-huh. uh, I, you know, it's like it didn't come back for the Fell War tour. But me and the Guns N' Roses girls don't talk anymore. And I really doubt if it came here, I would have went unless they had Bill Ward or a really good opening act. But um. But th- that's kind of like an exception of the rule because, you know, the deal hologram, I was all for it till I actually saw the hologram video. I was like, dude, that's, that's, that doesn't look, that looks like fucking Dio's head on fucking Juan Cruchet's body, you know? Like, <laughs> I never seen Dio like act like that. It was like very or lick, dist- lick, lick the bass. <laughs> yeah, it was very disturbing to see. So, but I'll still see it. I will still see that, you know? And I know the inside thing on it. Uh, you know, it's like, ah, but, you know, I'll still go see it. Vivian Campbell, a guy that's bashed metal 
and Dio for for ages, for ages. Releases an album, Last in Line, that I, Heavy Crown, that I absolutely loved. I went to go see it, and I'm telling you now, man, top five show I've ever seen in my life. And it was unfortunately yeah. the, last, the last show with Jimmy Bain. But, right. you know, the inside of it, it's like, dude, if I really cared for the inside, I would never support that shit. But right. the music is so good. If yeah. 13 was really good, I'd be really pissed how they fucked over, you know, Bill Ward. But I'd still fucking support it, you know? Because it's the music is what matters. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if, you know, I don't see it as a sellout. If you go or not, if it's really good and something you want to see, fuck the inside information. Just go see it. Right. And no, but, but I mean, it's, it's like one of those things, like, I want to see it so bad. I love these musicians. But it's like, you know, all proceeds from tickets go to Shay. You know, it's like, ah. I, I, I wouldn't care, dude, even if it went yeah. to Shay. I wouldn't yeah. care. I, I really wouldn't, man. No, but it's, it's one of those, like, I'm very, I'm very adamant about, like, I believe Zappa and Moon Unit are in the right for what they're what they're fighting for and, and, and how I think they're being really fucked over by by Amit and, and Diva. But but again at the same time, man, it's like Oh you know, and it's kinda like you know, the same thing with uh uh I, I love the Dead Kennedy. I, I know you don't like it. But I love the Dead Kennedys. I, love I don't like their politics. I, I, right, I, don't, right. I like the no, Dead no, Kennedys. No, no, I, I, I like their music. Right. No, I, 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 I get what you're saying. But there's a thing like, okay, uh, you, you know, they, they, they put out the music, uh, you know, but the rest of the Dead Kennedys got the rights to it, not Jell-O. And, uh, and, and, and I firmly believe Jell-O's getting fucked over. And he's like, please do not buy these copies of these albums, but they sound so much better than, you know, the originals. And, and, and they're being remastered, like, really good. And it, it's, like, torn because I believe in what Jell-O's about. But at the same time, like, man, when that shit was, you know, this, I mean, this was years ago. I rebought this shit on CD. You know, but I was like, oh, man, it sounds so much better than my old copies. And I love this music so much. But, but I felt torn because I feel like I've given my money to the enemy, but I just wanted, like, the best-sounding version of those albums I could get. So, yeah, it's uh, mixed emotions. All right, and uh, another thing that it's dividing a lot of people out there, and it's cool if you don't like it, that's fine, but I think you're fucking lame by saying, don't do it, Angus, is the rumor mill is really fucking going like strong about ACDC doing an album now with Axel and oh my god I am so into that idea I know a lot of people aren't but man I mean again I keep hearing there's one girl yesterday on, on that page Johnny Vogan's on the Van Halen page right they're, they're gonna ruin their legacy they should get Udo or Dave Mason of all people Dave Mason Dave or, Mason yeah Dave Mason, Udo. There ain't no good guys. There ain't no bad guys. There's only you and me, and we just disagree. And, that, uh, that Dave Mason? I guess. Okay. It's the only one Dave Mason I know of. Okay, bye. Unless it's the guy's next-door neighbor. I don't know. Okay. But, um, uh, and uh, the guy from Crocus. And, and the people, people, you know, people are just so clueless about Crocus. I love Crocus. I love Mark Storacci. But fuck, have you heard that guy lately? That guy is nowhere near the singer he was back in the day. Dude, I, I, hey, I love 
Crocus was a fourth tier band when they were in their prime. Yeah. Let's, let's get and, honest. No, you know? and also you're going to get Crocus or, you know, Dave Mason or Udo, which I'll take Udo over, I'll take Accept over Guns N' Roses any day of the week. But no, I'm sorry. Udo will not fit ACDC as good as Axel does, in my opinion. And I am a bigger fan of Udo than, than I'll ever be of Axel Rose. I love Udo. I'm about to go see Udo. I'm about to drive three three hours to see Udo. Right. I wouldn't do that for Guns N' Roses. But, I hope um, not. I wouldn't. Um, but I'll tell you this, man. Fucking um, Axel Rose, man. Look, uh, for a business point of view, it's genius. Come on. Yeah. I mean, uh, love him or not, the guy will fill a stadium with his own band. And to get him, it's a big name. He, Mark Starachi, Udo, Dave Mason. It's like, dude, these are like people that only like a sec. I'm going to go see Udo in a fucking club. The same club I saw Grant Bonnet. Not a big place. Axl Rose does a solo show. That shit's going to be an arena. I did see. Well, Axl Rose was a solo artist now, for many years. You know, my thing is like, you know, people like bitch are like, oh, they're gonna ruin their legacy. I'm like, I, that's, yeah, what? What the? That well, is the most retarded shit in the world. My, ruin my, legacy. My, my thing is, you know, and I know you disagree with me on this, Ralph, but I'm like, uh, ruin it any worse than the last three fucking ACDC albums. You know, which, 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 by the way, I don't know how well those ACDC albums sold. But when they went out on tour, they filled arenas and stadiums on on whatever sales Black Eyes, Rocker Buster, Ball Breaker had, or uh, Stiff Upper Lip had. I saw all three tours, and it was packed. So there's no such thing. Right, but what what I'm saying, though, is those last three albums, how many fucking ACDC classics are on that album? But but that's going to tarnish their legacy? I mean, come on. I no, mean, there's nothing that'll tarnish a band's legacy. Period. There's not a band in the history of music that their legacy was tarnished ever. Right. And Look, dude, there's no band. There's no band in the history of music that has tried to tarnish their legacy more than Metallica, and they just did a fucking stadium tour. But, Get the fuck out yeah, of here with that yeah. legacy bullshit. One of the biggest tours they ever did. You know. You know, it's not like and dude and remember, Axl Rose was the guy in the '80s. Wrote a song saying niggers and faggots and this. And how did that hurt his legacy? You know, it's like people. It's not. It's different. Like when Mel Gibson does it, you know, Hollywood's more trendy bullshit. You know, uh, that that'll ruin his legacy. Yeah, there there is such a thing of ruining your legacy, but not when it comes to music, because the, I'm telling you, man, how many fucking bands have done shit so left turn that the fans hated it and they still sell strong. Dude, how many episodes of Terrence's podcast have you done? You know? People still love you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ouch, dude. Hey, I love Terrence. It's, a, it's called comedy, people. It's comedy. <laughs> I love Terrence. That's why I do his show, man. I love him. And I, and I enjoy doing his show because we talk about shit you hate. And, you know, it's like when you go join some fucking, you know, when you go uh, join a podcast to do a Kajagugu review. You get to get that shit out of your system. Oh, you know? I love that shit, man. So I get to talk about, oh, you know, shush. stick. Out of eye. Exactly. And, and the cure and all that shit. I get to do my, you know, I ain't going to fucking review sticks and, and Ario Speedway. Well, Ario Speedway, I'm not going to review it with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
But you know, it's like, and it's not just the fact that you hate it and this and that. That's not why I won't do it with you. Because I don't want to bother you with shit you don't like. I don't want, I don't want to do that to you. You know, I figure I, I had the stupid idea that, hey, you know what, Ian might like this album because hey, it's not. Dude, I, I was so dumb. I was like. Well, Ralph knows me. He knows I like this album. So yeah. I, I went in there and I was like, hey, this is going to be a good one. Oh, you fucking got me, motherfucker. Well, actually, to tell you the truth, I didn't think you were going to like the full album. Uh, I thought, oh, I'm going to turn Ian on to a couple songs. that, uh, And I was almost right. You did like a song off it. Yeah, hey, you know? I, I like I like uh, fucking Riding the Storm Out. I still like that song, goddammit. You know? Yeah, and I think that album's full of Riding the Storm Out. You just don't agree. Okay, fine. And then when you were talking about Riding the Storm Out, I go, I think he'll like Nine Lives because it's very hard rock, you know? But yeah. you did it, and fine, and I ain't going to do hey. that. I ain't going to fucking do that to you anymore. Yeah. All right, so uh, enough of that one. Um uh, and, and I want to get into Wasp, but okay, before, I get, yes. before I get into Wasp, I got one little story to say. Have you seen the new Striper album cover? Is this what goddamn evil? Yeah, have you seen the album cover? No, I didn't see that. It's fucking hilarious, dude. It's God, like you know, like you know, bigger than buildings, like crushing the earth, and you see people flying and dying everywhere. It's like, dude, is this Striper or a death metal album? And I do. I do uh, understand there are death metal vocals on this album. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, oh hey, my let, God. let me tell you, man. I am a big Striper fan, uh, as long as they don't do ballads. And I feel like their last two albums are their best albums yet. And I'm looking forward to this one. I am looking for, I'm not. Yeah. I can't judge it till I hear it. That makes but, one of us. But, man, the album cover is like, wow. You thought the hell with the devil is a little blasphemy? This is going to... This is gonna drive the Christians up the oh, wall. Oh, oh yeah. Well, when I, when I saw the album title, I was like, "Oh my God!" You know, this this doesn't sound that right. But uh, <laughs> goddamn evil. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm like, really? But uh, you know, but you know what? I would give it a chance because I'm I'm not gonna let the song "To Hell with the Devil." I fucking love. I yeah, fucking great song. Great song. I love that fucking song. And I bought that shit. It was the only striper album I bought, and it. And, and I still to this day like that song, but, uh, you know, and, and I'll give you, like, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, Michael Sweet can't sing because he can't. Man, when I heard what he did with Boston, I was like, oh, yeah. shit. I'm, I'm like, that's really good. But, dude, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm not down with the fucking Jesus shit, you know? And uh, to, to me, it's just as stupid as, as the devil shit. But the devil shit. Right. Oh, look, Timmy, yeah, Timmy yeah, yeah, agrees. Tommy. Yeah, Tom was like, "Fuck that shit." He's You're like, getting, "No, he's like, can you get it to ZZ Top already? I want people to hear my input." <laughs> he's like, "The hell with Striper? Get the fucking ZZ Top review already." <laughs> uh, well, anyway, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, I, I, I do, I don't mind Jesus lyrics. I do, I do admit, it was a little too overboard in the '80s, where now they're kind of like insinuating God and Jesus. Where back then it was like. You'd hear Jesus as much as you'd hear Satan on early Merciful Fate albums. They were the, right. you know, and, and it, it, I'll be honest with you. In the 80s, it was like, man, this is kick-ass, but God, when you stop saying Jesus over and over again, or God over and over again, it, or Satan, I didn't mind, because it was so taboo back then, right. but it wasn't taboo, Jesus and God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, it would be better if you're like, frickin' frackin' frickin' frackin' corndog Jesus. 
it's kind of like what they tried to do is recreate to hell with the devil title because the hell with the devil you can take it like i'm going to hell with the devil but what they really meant was to hell with the devil so goddamn evil is like god damns evil you know what i mean but you can take it the other way oh, like, god damn evil oh, you know what my i mean god Th- that is so fucking gay it deserves its own parade that's fucking terrible god damn evil Jeez, well, just Christ. strap a fucking rainbow skirt on me, because I'm down with this shit. Uh, but I, I gotta wait till I hear it, though. The album cover, seeing it, I fucking love it, though. It was like, damn, look at this shit. It's so fucking, like, violent, you know? It's like, wow, this is fucking crazy. It's so contrast to what Striper's yeah, about, you know? Yeah, who know they were gonna get all metal when they got the bass player from Firehouse? <laughs> well, well, we'll see, we'll see. The, the judgment on the songs, I will... But I gotta say... The Fallen and uh, I think it was No More Hell to Pay or the one before that. Whatever it was, the one before that. Th- those two albums are my favorites. And I even own them on vinyl. So I know. I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. I'm waiting for the next one like called Suck It Jesus. <laughs> you know. <laughs> just yeah. the, the really what we, what we meant was Jesus sucking evil. You know? yeah. Yeah. Sucking evil out of people. It's like you know, see a guy all evil and Jesus above him is like, yeah, suck it, Jesus. Suck the evil out of him. Anyway, so... Uh, yeah, to- Tommy ain't buying this shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, something that Tommy really hates is what Blackie Lawless has done with the uh, oh, Crimson oh. Idol re-idolized. Don't get Tommy started on fucking Wasp, <laughs> okay? Oh, my God, dude. All right, look, I'll give Blackie this. He still has that voice. Production is great on the album. But dude, the, the, to censor yourself, and also the, I know I understand the reason behind it. Okay, you don't own the rights to Crimson Idol, so you want to re-record it so you can own the rights now. Well, I well, can totally. Who the fuck wants the rights to Crimson Idol? Like that shit's selling fucking copies. That's what I want to know. Yeah, who has... it's it's got a hardcore. Fo- I don't, hey, look, look. I like Crimson Idol more than you, but I'm not a big fan of that album. Uh, it has, a, I mean, I love, love, love the ballads on it. I love Hold On To My Heart and, and no, that's my favorite ballad. And I also love the Gypsy Meets, whatever it's called, and Chainsaw Charlie. Those are my three favorite songs on the album. Chainsaw Charlie, my favorite line in that song is like, you're a cocksucking asshole, that's what they call me. He changed it, dude. It's so fucking wrong. And then... Uh, they added a couple songs that didn't make the original version. Right. So they brought it back, and that was very interesting to me. I was like, oh, there's some song. Maybe these songs I'll like more than most of this. And I listen to the songs, and they're so bad. They're so shitty. They're like, oh, no wonder these, these fucking songs didn't make it. It's like, uh, they're worse than all the songs that are on there already, which I'm not a big fan of, you know? It's so bad. It's like, and then the video. Oh my God! You want to talk about a mishmash, fucking mashed potato? What the fuck is going on? Bullshit! You know the 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 reidolized brings the full movie. No, right. I don't want to see that movie. It looks like a fucking headache to watch. I'd rather watch two hours of Midnight Mover by Accept. Well, I I, I tell you, man, I watched uh, you know somebody we both like and was inspired by you is Razor Fist. Uh, Razor Fist did the Metal Mythos on Wasp. And, man, uh, I mean, there's a lot of shit I agree with Razor Fist on, a lot of shit I disagree on. I could not believe the whitewash this motherfucker gave Wasp. Like, 
god damn, he gives these motherfuckers a pass on almost every fucking album. And I'm a Wasp fan from fucking, you know, from 86, I never gave up on Wasp, even though, you know, I don't like what they do now. I still always check it out. I'm always hoping for the fucking best. But like, god damn, this Crimson Idol fucking shit. I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. Hey, hey, I love the Who just as much as the next guy, but Blackie is no fucking Pete Townsend. Fucking get over it. You know, you know like, this shit is just fucking ridiculous. But, uh, you know, like, one thing he, he did bring up that I hadn't listened to in a while was, like, Charisma off of Unholy yeah, that, Terror. Yeah, that's a great song. And man. I forgot about, like, man, that's an album I really liked when it came out. And it was different for Wasp. But, uh, you know, I posted Charisma the other day. I don't know if it was in, in the Rock and Metal Combat page or the Wadzilla World page, but I posted Charisma. And I was like, now this is a great modern-day Wasp song. I'm yeah, like, and I, I'm not a fan of that album, but I like that song. Yeah, yeah, really fucking good. But, man, I can't... I can't all these people, like, praising the last one, that Golfa or Oh, that was terrible. Great guitar solos, but terrible song. Yeah, it was so... And that song, The Last Runaway, I'm like, oh my god, this is so far removed from fucking, you know, the first, you know, two, three, four Wasp albums. Like, god damn. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, like if you're willing to admit that... That's that's like fucking Iron Maiden fans telling me Dance of Death is fucking amazing. Like, okay... All right, next. Well, I mean, you know, like, well, Iron Maiden's got a bigger following than Wasp ever have, but it has the same attitude. No matter what they release, it's good. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I, and I'm and not... recently I upset somebody for for my view on the re-idolized thing. But, right. dude, I'm sorry, man. It's like, uh, if it's not, and, you know, and it poses the question. That's the, that's the, that's the fucking thing that kills me. You go on a fucking, you go in my group and you ask a question, what? I'm not allowed to answer that question right. because it might offend somebody that'll fucking, that if uh, Blackie will fucking uh, lay a deuce and record it, you're going to think it's a masterpiece? I'm sorry. I, I, I'm just not that way, you know? You know, and, and, and you you did show me the way, brother. Uh, I got to say, it's sometimes like, if you don't like something, just let it be yeah i don't i don't you know, comment and on I, shit. I, I used to be I, I used to be like i'm gonna show you why you're wrong i'm gonna show you why you're a fucking idiot but you kind of show me the way it's like sometimes just shut up and let these fucking retards say whatever you know because yeah, exactly. sometimes like you might post something or other people might post something that i think is some of the worst shit i ever heard but instead of trying to convert people who already have their mind made up you know it's like you know what I'm just going to let that post go. I'm yeah. just going to, you know, I'm not going to try to fucking argue. I'm just like, whatever, man. If, if you love the shit, you know, Dave Speed. You know, but, but what I really cannot stand is just like blind fans that like no matter what, like it, it's perfect. And I'm like, you know what? To me, there is no greater God in, in rock than David Lee Roth. But you know what? David Lee Roth has done some shitty fucking shit that I'm willing to admit, like, this isn't good. This is bad. Some of it's really bad. 
and I'm willing to admit that I'm not that blind a fucking idiot. Like, like I will, like I'll jump in front of a fucking bullet for David Lee Roth. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna die over somebody saying like a shitty song. You know, you know, if it's bad, it's bad. Every band you love has done something wrong, and if you can't admit it, then you're fucking sheep. And I cannot stand fucking sheep and apologists. You know, like we might disagree on what's bad or whatever. But I'm like, there's some Dave shit that I fucking think is horrible that other people might love. And like, hey, whatever. But I'm telling you, like, I would die for this motherfucker. And this is this is a turd, you know, but there's people well, who I won't think, admit I, that. I, I think Armored Saint never made a bad album, but I don't think Armored Saint is anywhere near as good as Black Sabbath, my all time favorite band of all time. And boy, did I hate 13. Not so much because Bill Ward wasn't there. Yeah, it didn't help matters. But the songs were weak. And that's my thing, dude. I do realize, I do realize, no matter what, I know these Wasp fans, dude. I know, especially this one kid that I had a problem with. No matter what the fuck Blackie releases, it's great. It's great, no matter what. And I'm not going to argue with somebody like that. But if I'm going to say that shit sucks, and you're going to start with me, especially somebody that has gone on record to say, I don't like Black Sabbath, and I still didn't say anything to him. It's like, dude, right. I, I'm sorry, dude. To me, honestly, this is the way I feel. If you don't like Black Sabbath, why the fuck do you like metal? But I'm not uh, going to say that to you, but I do feel that way. Yeah. I feel like, uh, all right, if Ozzy's not your thing, okay, fine. But, dude, you cannot tell me the deal shit didn't grab you if the Ozzy didn't. Give me a break. Right. Well, well here's, here's one thing I will say. You know, certain shit comes with age. And when I was younger, you could not convince me that the elder wasn't perfect. That fucking, you know, unmasked wasn't perfect. Because Kiss, you know, from the age of 12 to fucking 20, whatever, you know, whenever, however the fuck I, old I was when fucking Psycho Shithouse came out, they could do no wrong. And you couldn't tell me, I, I would sit there and defend fucking read my body, you know? But then when I fucking grew up, and like, okay, I'm, I'm not a fanboy. I'm being honest, you know? And now I'm honest. It's like, fuck, if somebody like me can admit when Dave fucks up, if you can't admit when your favorite band fucks up, then fuck you. I mean, just, I, you know, it's like, oh, okay. E well, either dude, I mean, either I, you're I think, a child or you're just fucking in denial. And that's why I think I woke you up because I was never that guy. I, even at a young age, if the shit sucked from a band I loved, it sucked. I was like, I can't get into this. I was a huge Queen fan uh, back in the day. I mean, not uh, only, like, I would only say News of the World was only the solidest album they did. But dude, when Hot Space came out, and I was excited for Hot Space, and I did like some of the game. I was like, what the fuck? And I was what, 15, 14 at the time? All right. So that's a good example of, dude, it doesn't matter to me. But I think that's probably why I woke you up, because I'm, I'm like, dude, you got to remember, some people out there well, no, I, I are mean, blind. I, like, I, like I said about I, Kiss, Kiss, Kiss. Oh, Kiss Crazy Nights is way better than Tigers of Pang Tang. And you've never heard that fucking album. You know what I mean? Right. And if you right. did hear it, you'd still say Kiss is better, because you're fucking a blind sheep. Well, no, I mean, I mean, I, mean I, I was woke up even before you, because I was the asshole who took the day off of work. I took the Tuesday that Psycho Circus was released. I took that day off of work. 
I was at fucking in the parking lot at Best Buy before they fucking opened. Oh, I, I did too. You know, and I, then well, I, I bought the, it. I bought it off. Uh, I forgot the name of the fucking. It was this record store near my house. I gotta tell oh, you, yeah. I love Psycho Circus. I, I, I have no. But the first time hearing that album, I was horrified. I was like, yeah, "What but the no, fuck?" I, I, I put it in, and I was like, "You know what? There, nothing is sacred. All gods are fallible. You know, and it's like, and and the same thing with Dave. There's shit Dave's done that I'm like." Fuck, you know, and we even have a review that hasn't been aired yet where I speak about where where I'm dissing Dave. And Dave is still my Lord and Savior. You know, I believe in him more than Jesus Christ. I don't believe in Jesus Christ, by the way. But you know what I'm saying? But if I can admit when he fucks up, how can you not admit? You know, how can you be that blind to say? like? Well, they oh. are. That's why I tell you, don't argue with these people. It's pointless. You're yeah. never going to get and, through. They're like they're they're like you know Jim Jones cult type people. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They will drink yeah. the Kool Aid. All that right, well, Jim uh, Jones. On that note, let's take a trip to South Texas. What do you say? Let's do it, little old band from Texas. All right, now it's time to review the first ZZ Top album that just came out in 2018, right, Ian? Uh, 1971. Yeah, I'm slipping again. Actually, uh. Uh, this one came out, it's the anniversary of this, I don't know what fucking year we were in, but we're recording this on January 18th, and it was released January 16th, 1971, so a lot of years ago. Alright, yeah, and uh, I heard it for the first time last night, because this is an Ian pick, uh, as we said, we're doing one him, one me, I, I'm aware of one song on this album, but even that song is very different on here than... What's on Fandango? So that, yes, sir. I was uh, gotta say I want to thank you. I was thoroughly uh, enjoying this album, and I, I'm I'm reviewing this with only one listen, so my notes are kind of short. But believe me, it's kind of like man, it should digest it pretty damn good. I mean, some of it I think I'm gonna need a little more time on, uh, and and one I I don't think I'm ever gonna like. But I'll, I'll talk about that oh, later. Yeah, interesting. Just one, just one. There, that, not, not that I hate it. Well, yeah, I guess. I, I think hate is too strong of a word for it, but it's something I just... I, I can't get... I know I'll never get into that song. But everything else was fine. Even some that I don't think are better than others were, you know, very tolerable. But then there's some that are just fucking... Wow! What a great song. Especially one. There's one on here. I was right. like, this, one, this may be the fucking greatest ZZ Top song ever. Or one of them, you know? Well... My, my favorite ZZ Top song is on this album, so right. <laughs> it'd be interesting if it's the same one. Yeah, it will be, but it's so good. But, you know, a lot of these songs are really, really good. Anyway, so uh, uh, let me talk about how he discovered this album. Uh, Mr. X sent me a copy, and I listened to it last night, and I took notes. <laughs> well, how about how you discovered ZZ Top in general? Well, ZZ Top is uh, one of those many many bands back in my youth uh, I, I discovered them on the radio I, I'm sure uh, ZZ Top was you see this was a rarity and I think I brought this up on the podcast before when I was a little kid there was two bands that nobody ever talked bad about that's impossible today there ain't a band alive that nobody there ain't at least one person bashing it shit I even know people that hate Van Halen I mean Van Halen Ugh. and I'm talking about Van Halen um, ah. 
Yeah, and one's a guitar freak, which really baffles me. Ah. Yeah, but whatever. I mean, that's just the world we live in today. But nobody hated ZZ Top, and I, which I, I was telling Ian off the air, I saw the El Loco tour, and it was so good. I won tickets. I won tickets to see that show, and not only did I get a ticket to the show, uh, WSHE gave me a t-shirt, and it was a yellow shirt that had the ZZ Top logo, El Loco, and the logo of the radio station, which uh, was eaten up with time, because shirts back then did not last. They were like fucking, uh, I don't know, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but it's stuff that just, you know, disintegrates. But it was a cool shirt, and somewhere I have a picture of me wearing that shirt when I was a kid. Somewhere. I know I have it. I have boxes and boxes of pictures. <clears throat> Did you see that in 81 or 82? Whatever album that came that, out. It might have been 81. I'm, I'm, I, well, well I mean, I, I, I know the album came out in 81, but I didn't know if you saw it in, uh, in 81 or 82. I was just wondering how old you were when you went to this. Uh, I don't know. I, if it was 81, I was 16. You know, wow. So, uh, wow. Okay. You know, and, and uh, yeah, you know, on the radio, uh, you know, you heard Two Stake Boogie and uh, Pearl Necklace. That was on that album, right? Pearl Necklace. Right. Both, both of those, yes. And there's another song that was very popular on the radio from that album that escapes me at the moment uh, that you don't hear on the radio ever anymore. anymore. But, uh, uh, ten, ten Foot Pole? That's the maybe? one. Ten Foot Pole. Yeah, okay. that one. Uh, and you know it was great uh, the coolest laser show I saw up to that point um, so I saw Triumph but uh, you know when they played uh, Cheap Sunglasses that part that goes it does it like two or three times during the song the whole the whole stage would like you know it was kind of like you know kind of like the shape of a rainbow forming in a in a, in a fucking uh, laser and every, I remember the whole crowd was like fuck because that was mind-blowing. Even back then, I mean, that total high-tech, you know? And, uh, yeah, then I saw ZZ Top again on uh, whatever album it was after, you know, the album that had three um, sharp-dressed man. Whatever uh, album. Afterburner. Yeah, which I didn't care for that stuff. But I saw that tour, and I saw them about six or seven years ago at the Hollywood Hard Rock for free because I know their manager now. And he gave me a... Handful of tickets, and I took I took Ruben De La Rosa. I love that guy. And a bunch of my other friends, and we had really good seats, and that was a really fun show. It just looked like uh, Frank Beard was going through the motions, but you know they all were. They all. It was a great show. I mean, unfortunately, they don't play like Beer Drinkers and Hellraisers or Precious and Grace, and you know my favorites. But you know they threw out like Driving Well Blind and uh, I Thank You and stuff like that. So. You know, that's cool. They do throw out some of the older stuff. But, um, and then I saw Billy Gibbons with uh, the Lords of Chaos, I think it was called, with Glenn Hughes and all that. That oh, super wow. group type thing. So I did see, you know, that. So yeah, that's my history on CZ Top, bro. Oh, and I love, uh, and I own, you know, I own on vinyl. I have um, uh, Fandango, I have Tres Hombres, I have Deguelo, and I believe I have it. Oh, yeah, and I even have Eliminator. Uh, I think that was a hand-me-down. Though I do love Got Me Under Pressure. I love that song. But the rest of that album, Three Sharp Dressed Man, Legs. Never, ever, even when it wasn't burnt out. I never liked those songs. I was like, that was, I was like probably the first person to go, hey, look, ZZ Top has some lame shit. But, uh, oh, but, but that's their most popular album, you know? And that's when they became a uh, drum machine band. 
but to me, there's nothing like the early ZZ Top. And this album, oh my God. I mean, you, you, you look at the title of the album. ZZ Top's first album. That's the name of it. It's like, yeah, motherfucker, I'm calling it the first album because this album is so badass. You know they're not going to drop us. We're a killer band, you know? Uh, and, yeah, and I like the word ZZ Top. It's damn better than moving sidewalks, I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you know, this is a band, of course, I heard on the radio and, uh, you know, the early days of MTV, that Eliminator shit was all over the place. But for whatever reason, I never bought a ZZ Top album. Uh, maybe it's because I heard it so much. It's like almost like I didn't need to because you couldn't escape ZZ Top. And, and I'm not going to lie. I liked that Eliminator shit when I was a kid. Um you know, and that, then as I got older, there's just something I couldn't put my finger on. Like, what is it that's not aging well about this? What's bothering me about this? And it was the fucking robot drums that, that in my opinion, aged horribly. I think there's some great songs on Eliminator. I even like some of the shit on Afterburner. Uh, man, I loved Velcro Fly and Sleeping Bag and, you know, not so much Shy Boy. And I was so, I couldn't believe when Danza covered that on his covers album. Like, Rough really? Or rough voice, um, you know. But then, kind of, you know, they kind of went away when, by the time Recycler came out, um, it was going into the '90s. Man, they were kind of—I mean, even as huge as they were, they were kind of—they went underground again and weren't that big. And I remember my uh, friend of mine I worked with—he bought uh, Antenna when it came out. And, like, nobody bought that album. I think the single was Pincushion, and it was kind of half-baked. So I never really dug into ZZ Top. And, again, I didn't need to because, you know, it was just a classic rock radio. You hear the shit all the time. And I didn't hate it, but it's just, like, when you're fed a steady diet, like I always say, you know, I work construction for so many years, and, you know, classic rock radio is on the job site every day. When you hear this shit every day anyway, it doesn't encourage you to go out and, and, and buy it. So I never even bought a ZZ Top album till I would say 2006 is when they put out uh, remastered editions of, uh, of Trace Hombres and Fandango. And I was like, let, let me pick these up because I've never heard them as albums. I just heard, you know, the singles and stuff. And man, was I blown away. Like, oh man, this is some really good shit. And uh, and my good friend Matt Pasenka, he really got into him. And then he went out and bought this one, uh, ZZ Top's first album. And uh, you know, he was listening to it. You know, not around me, just just privately. But he's like, he played a song off this. He's like, you've got to hear this. This is one of like the greatest songs ever. And he goes, I know you. I know you'll love this. And he played, and I was like. Wow. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. So that's when I started getting uh, more into ZZ Top. Now, still, there's a lot I haven't heard, uh, even though, you know, Mr. X, uh, you know, gave me every ZZ Top album. There's still plenty I haven't heard. Uh, the one you were saying when we were talking before we started recording, Tejas. I've ne- you say that's your least favorite in the 70s. I, I, I have a problem with the production of that album. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know me, I don't have problems with productions, but. Yeah. And, 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 and what's odd, because from this album all the way through 96's uh, Rhythm Men, every album was produced by the same guy, their manager, Bill Haim. Oh, okay. Or Ham, Ham, however you pronounce it. Uh, 
but he produced every album. But there is a lot of different sounds, you know, on the various albums. But they did have the same producer. But yeah, after El Loco, they went really into, uh, you know, modern technology. And it's so weird for a band that's, uh, you know, so primal, blues, dirty southern rock to embrace technology like synthesizers and drum machines. It struck me as weird, but they did good with it. I mean, there's no denying their biggest selling album is Eliminator. Uh, so there's a lot of people out there who like it, and that's their ZZ Top. Uh, but there's also a whole nother uh, section that 70s ZZ Top with the addition of El Loco, which came out in 81. Uh, that's their ZZ Top. That's definitely what I prefer. The, the dirty, uh, just awesome three-piece of, of Dusty Hill, Billy Gibbons, and Frank Beard uh, playing real instruments and real blues. And I, I'll tell you this, as far as Southern Rock, I'll take 70s ZZ Top over Leonard Skinner over Molly Hatchet, over the Allman Brothers, and I love all those bands, but there's just something about 70s ZZ Top, uh, the guitar playing, uh, the the backing vocals of Dusty Hill, you know, in some songs, you know, Tush, that's all Dusty Hill. Um, you know, it just, but Billy Gibbons' voice is, 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 I think, one of the best ever in rock and roll. I mean, he just has an amazing voice. And, and, and so stripped down as a three-piece, you know, until you add Johnny Five on drums. Uh, you know, but, man, just just killer, killer shit. And one thing I want to say, you know, if you like this review and you want to check out this album, one thing you really got to watch out for is what mix of this album you get. Now, I was just looking up. I found Rhino just put out a couple months ago. You can get the original vinyl mix of this on 180 gram. That I'm, I'm definitely checking out. But beware, because I looked on Amazon, they got a 140. And I think I talked about this before. I got a 140, and I was like, I wish I would have spent the extra for the 180. Uh, because it, it's one of the rare vinyls that I bought that I thought, hey, the CD sounded better than this. But anyway, in 87, they remastered all the old ZZ Top for CD. And there's been tons and tons of complaints. Basically, everything I've read, it's about as bad as those fucking Megadeth remasters where fucking uh, Mustaine went and re-recorded everything. They just say, like, oh, the mix is fucking terrible. I mean, just uh, sacrilege. So be careful of what pressing and what mix. Do your homework before you purchase this. Uh, if you do get that 180... Uh, uh, a vinyl pressing that Rhino just put out that is from the original vinyl mix that's that's what I heard and, and hopefully that's what uh, Ralph heard um, well I guess if you got it from Mr. X yeah it uh, sounds yeah. great it sounds yeah. awesome yeah so uh, but but this is one man it's just I, I, I thought this would be an awesome album to talk about because I don't feel it's their best album uh, that I've heard overall but it's it, it's a dark horse. Not a lot of people talk about this because really, there was no hits off of this. I mean, there is the song that was on Fandango, and that was a big ZZ Top album. But that's from the live portion uh, that was recorded here in New Orleans at the warehouse. And I actually worked with a guy who was at that show at the warehouse when they recorded it, and said it was a fucking amazing night, an amazing show, and he wished Fandango would have been like the whole show. 
because he said it was absolutely fucking amazing. But yeah, Fandango is an amazing one because you got the live side and then the studio cuts on that are fucking, you know, incredible too. Balinese, Tush, uh, what's that, Mexican Blackbird. Oh my God. There, there's it, some isn't, amazing... it, isn't it Tush? Tush? I always thought it was Tush. Does any say Tush in the song? I, mean, I got to listen to it again. I always heard Tush. But... Gonna take me downtown. I'm always looking for some tush. He says tush. Oh. Okay, my ears hear tush, but you never know. My ears hear fucking no class from Motorhead. Oh. <laughs> same fucking riff. Exact same riff, just sped up. Alrighty, but uh, yeah, this is one I just wanted to. I wanted to shine a little light on this because, uh, you know, everybody knows the other shit, man. Or you might know the singles, but this is one that probably a lot of people don't know anything off of this. Uh, well, I just posted one today on the Facebook page, and the guy wrote me and said he, he's got it on vinyl and loves it. So there are some fans, and uh, hopefully we make a lot of new fans of this album. Yeah. So uh, uh, I'm a new fan of this album. I'm going to get this shit on vinyl. I love it. Yeah, and, and like I said, watch. I went on uh, I went on Discogs, and they got the you know the 180 Rhino version. I think you can get it for like 16 bucks. Oh, so, cool! Uh, yeah, that, I'm gonna purchase that. Yeah, that that, that that's a no brainer there. Just <laughs> one week one, with so. no hookers and blow, and I can get it. There you go. <laughs> All right, well, Ralph, since you're new to this, uh, why don't you tell us what you think of the first track? Somebody else been shaking your tree. Uh, and again, my apologies to everybody. I've only heard it one time, so that my my reviews is kind of half-assed a little bit. But let's just uh, let's just roll with it, can't we? Yes, uh, sir. This song is gro- it's a grooving tune. It's a smoking tune. I love Billy, like we were saying. Billy Gibbons' vocals is so cool. And what makes his vocals even cooler is when Dusty joins in, which he does on this song, and make it like a harmony type thing. And uh, this is a great opening track. I love this song. What do you think? Oh, uh, I love this. This was the single off the album and did absolutely nothing. Uh, but man, I dig this shit. You know, this is, uh, you know, a great cheating song. ZZ Top, another thing about them, man, they have some great fucking just dirty sex. I mean, borderline cock rock lyrics full of double entendres. Uh, that would make Steven Tyler jealous. <laughs> I mean, they, they got a whole career of fucking sex songs. And this is a great one about uh, his woman giving it away to somebody else. And I think it's a great way to open up the album. It's a very short album. I mean, this song in itself is only 2 minutes and 32 seconds. But all the fat is trimmed from this. I mean, I mean, you really you don't need more than what it is. It's perfect just how it is. I absolutely love it. Great way to open up the album. Cool. All right. Well, I'll go into the next one, which uh, is my all-time favorite ZZ Top song. Uh, and this is the one my friend played to me. He's like, man, you need to check this out, and you need to check out this album. I was like, all right. He's, he's like, you got to hear Brown Sugar. I was like, what? They're fucking covering the stones? He's like, oh, no. Just just shut up and listen. And I remember driving around in, in his fucking Bronco. And, and this motherfucker blaring and like, oh my God, as soon as it starts up and it's just, you know, all you hear is that tasty Billy Gibbons guitar. 
and just kind of jamming around on it. And then it kicks in to the dirtiest, nastiest, sexiest groove ever about getting some sweet brown sugar. And I love me some brown sugar. And I love this fucking track. My favorite ZZ Top song that I've heard by far. Oh my God, do I love this song. What do you think, Ralph? I've heard this before. It's You know, you ever heard a song you're like, I think I've heard this before. So I know I've heard this before. I don't know where or when or how, but I I was listening to this. I go, dude, I know this song, but I don't remember from where. And, and you know, but, you know, I listened to it too. I was kind of like, mm. but I don't know where I heard this from, but it does ring a bell for some reason. Yeah, it's an amazing pure blues intro. You know, no wonder he was Jimi Hendrix's favorite new guitar player back then when he was in the movie yes. Sidewalks. Um, Gibbons alone playing his guitar is just perfect. You know, him, just him alone. And then it goes into this tasty, classic, classic rock sound. It's nasty riffage, really rich guitar solo that has such an amazing groove while Billy is going off on that solo. You know, in the background, that groove going on is just so badass. It's a solid as fuck. And, and yes, dude, it is my favorite track on this album. Brown nice. Sugar, definitely. And the next one's called Squank. <laughs> Squank. And the lyrics are kind of funny. I think it has to do something with about a smell or something. I don't know. But uh, I love this. Kind of like Beer Drinkers, Hellraisers, Billy and Dusty trading vocals on this one. It's another badass tune, and I love the vibe on this song. And so you, I only heard it once, so I'm sorry for the short little review. But I, thumbs up on Squank. <laughs> yes. And I don't know if it's squank or squonk. I don't. I don't. I don't know. But either way, yeah, fucking, squonk. Yeah, probably squonk. It it kicks ass. And, and yeah, you brought up a great point. I love the way that Dusty and Billy trade back and forth on this because you know there's a lot of songs where Dusty adds great harmonies uh, to Billy's uh, vocals, but this is one where they actually trade back and forth. And uh, man, I, I really dig it. It's just it's good like beer drinking music like this is an album like when you come over I want to put this on on vinyl and we're sitting on the back patio just fucking slamming some beers and shit you know this is the perfect soundtrack for that nice absolutely love this song alright well next we go into going down to Mexico now this one Dusty gets all by his lonesome and uh, his lone lead vocal performance on this record and I love this one, man. It's just a dirty tale of some Texas boys heading down to Mexico's and the adventures and misadventures they get into. Nothing fancy schmancy here, just fucking what would be, you know, come to be known as ZZ Top by the numbers. But uh, but not a bad song, man. Uh, I love it. Fits in perfect with the album. I think it's a great track. What do you think, Ralph? Yeah, I love Dusty's vocals. Where Billy's vocals are kind of like, you know, uh, you know, just pretty much talking with a bit of, you know, I mean, I agree with you. What a what a singer, which I talk about his vocals on another song. Uh, I'll get into that later. But Billy's vocals are more powerful. That guy's got lungs. Man. He can, you know, yell his ass off and you can hear it in touch, you know. But uh, yeah, I, I love the, it's got some great riffage and the structure of the song is badass. It has some great changes. I love the middle section where it took it somewhere else. All these riffs are infectious, man. This was a very catchy, infectious tune. And a very ripping tune. I love this song. 
I'll take the next one. It's called Old Man. Something about when Billy sings the slow down blues from the 70s. It's always amazing. I mean, I, I just love the way he he does those blues. And this is pure ZZ Top blues on this, you know. It reminds me of uh, Hot, uh, Smooth, and Righteous. Yeah. I yeah. love, that's like my favorite fucking bluesy song. Off uh, of Trace Hombres? Yeah. yeah, my favorite ZZ Top album, hands down. But um, there's just so emotion in that voice. Billy has this voice that reminds me of a poor man, you know, and... And that's the best type of voice for the blues, you know? I think this is a beautiful song. I, I love Old Man. This is a great, great song. What do you think? All righty. Old Man. Yeah, I love this one. And uh, to me, this is the only way to do, you know, like a, a bluesy kind of ballad is to be 100% sincere and not forced. And that's what I love about this. It just has a natural flow, a sincere feel to it. Uh, nothing contrived about this, you know. I, I know you mentioned uh, on a bunch of previous episodes you hated when, like, uh, the cock rock bands when the end thing was like everybody's bluesy now. Yeah, you know, sounds and, very insincere right. to me, and, to my ears. Right, and, and some of it I liked, and some of it I know exactly what you're hitting on. It's like, okay, you, you know, you're trying so hard to like, you know, you know nothing of the blues, <laughs> you know. It's, right. Like they say, it's not enough to know the chords. You got to know why you're playing them, and uh, you know it's got to come from the heart and from the soul, and and not because you're trying to get a hit. And there's nothing on this record uh, that is, you know, aiming for the radio. This is just a you know a band out of Houston playing what they love, and it comes across and uh, a great hidden gem on this. I, I mean, as far as I mean, the whole album is kind of like hidden gems. But, uh, you know, this is the one, like, man, really give this give this one a, a, a listen to, uh, along with Brown Sugar. But, I mean, this is totally different from, you know, uh, the strut and the sexuality of Brown Sugar. This is just good old fucking Texas blues. I thought they uh, were from Los Angeles. No. Nah. <laughs> Little old band from Los Angeles. Easy top. Uh, and, uh, oh, uh, you were saying earlier you loved the name. And it came from a poster that Billy Gibbons had. And he said he liked how a lot of artists use their initials. Like, you know, like B.B. King and stuff like that. And initially he was going to call it uh, ZZ King. <laughs> and then he's like, well, the king's at the top. I'm going to call it ZZ Top. And, uh, and that's how he ended up with the name. Well, it's but, a great name. And it's very, you think about, I was thinking about this about ZZ Top. Even before you asked me to do this album, I was like, how cool is it that no matter what, you're going to be the last fucking, you know, you're, you're uh, on the alphabet. It's ZZ. There's going to be no band after you. You know what I mean? ZZ. <laughs> you're the last, you know, in, in a rock collection, you know, there's no band right. called ZZZ. Yeah. It's like ZZ Top, the last fucking, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I love that, you know. It's just like there was that band called A, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Shut up, cat. All right. <laughs> Well, uh, that one ends the first side, so let's flip it off over, and it starts with, shut up, cat. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. He, he sleeps all fucking day till I start recording. I think he hears me talking and he gets jealous. He's got the blues. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got the blues. Yeah, he's talking shit. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Um, 
but uh, we might as well give them our. We might well like say for now on. Hey, you're listening to rock and roll. What's the name of your cat? Tommy the cat. Yeah, we're listening to rock and I'm, I'm, I'm Doctor <laughs> Fuck with me is Wadzilla and Tommy the cat. Might as well give him credit on this fucking podcast now. Exactly. He talks a lot of shit. You have no idea what he's saying. He just loves to talk. Sounds like he liked All that right. last song. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, fuck, did you already talk about brown sugar? I was sleeping. Yeah. Uh, but side two starts off with Neighbor Neighbor, which was the B-side of the single, Somebody Shaking Your Tree. Uh, I, I, I dig this one. It's, uh, you know, it, it's just, you know, good old blues it's it's nothing special. Very short song at, at two minutes and eighteen seconds. Uh, not a standout track. I don't know if it's necessarily how I would start side two, but it's not a horrible song. What do you think? Uh, this album does not lack killer classic rock grooves so far. And I know this is all new to me, but I'm going to change that. This is something I need to purchase on vinyl. And listening to this, you know, I, I, I have a feeling I'll be fucking playing this as much as I do. Fandango and Tres Hombres, which I, I do I do listen to those two albums at least, you know, like a handful of times each year. I mean, there's not a year that goes by that I don't listen to those two albums at some point. Yeah, it's another cool-ass song. I dig it, man. So the next one is called Certified Blues. Yes. Did not grab me, bro. Uh, you know, as much as the songs before it. But in no way this song is bad. In fact, it's quite good. It's just not as immediate as the other ones, you know, grab me. Uh, until the second section of the solo, that change is pretty fucking badass. It's top-notch 70s hard rock that, hey, man, on more listenings, I, it might be one of those growers, but, uh, you know, I liked every song before more than that one, but you know, that's what I think of Certified Blues. Well, I would have to uh, agree with you on that one. Uh, I do like this song, but it's definitely not a standout, but it's a, it's a fine album track. You know, you know, I, I'd rather hear a track like this than something that just, you know, totally sucks. You know, uh, they, sounds, they can't... Like Tom, sounds like Tommy's disagreeing with you. Yeah, he's like, oh, talking shit about certified blues. I'm fucking out of here. I want to go shit in the fucking sandbox. Boy, that fucker sounds like he has certified blues. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what his fucking problem is. Son of a bitch. Took him in from the freezing cold and all he does is look out the window and bitch. And he's fixed, so it's not like he's getting any pussy. But uh, well, yeah, he cert- definitely has certified blues. <laughs> yeah, 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 certified blue balls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, not not the, not the standout, but uh, it, it doesn't bring the album down, you know. Um, but then we go into the next song, which is "Bedroom Thang," and oh man, do I love "Bedroom Thang"! Some dirty fucking sex, ZZ Top. The way I like it, you know, just a good song about getting him some pussy, and uh, and, and I, I I love his entendres. I mean, he keeps it, uh, you know, almost like a Steven Tyler Bond Scott kind of, you know, the, the the you don't have to be a rocket scientist to understand what he's talking about, but it's clever enough not to be stupid, uh, and, and that's what I love about it, man. Just good old dirty ZZ Top the way it should be. What do you think? Well, I'm going to have to let this one sink in more. I don't think it's a bad song, but like the last one, it just didn't grab me. But it's hard for me to say anything bad about it because it is, you know, that killer 70s hard rock blues vibe. 
Uh, I think it just needs to sink in more. I, I you know, I only heard this uh, album once, and uh, you know, I, I can't give it the fairest review. You know, all I can say in this review, what songs grab me right off the hand, and one is like, okay, this one may take a while. But, you know, there is one song that I don't think I'm ever going to like, and that's the next one. Wow. Yeah, just got back from Baby, and I'll explain why. I'm not a blues fan. I mean, I like, you know, like I I hear, like, you know, like like I said, Old Man and shit like that. those, Those type of blues songs grab me. You know, Red House from Hendrix. You know, there's certain blues songs that grab me. This one, it's a little too pure blues for me. It's not like ZZ Top blues to me. This one sounds like many blues songs I've heard before it. You know, I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe on repeat listens I'll like it, but chances are I won't. Uh, this one is the first song I heard on this so far that I did not did not strike a chord with me whatsoever. It's kind of like a almost a blues by number and I've heard many songs in this styling that it just it's not my thing so if uh, and I, I I'd be amazed if one day I'll say wow this is a great blues song because if, if I do end up liking this song then I'm gonna end up liking a lot of goddamn blues songs that I never did anything for me before so that's what I think it just got back from babies well holy monster Choli. it wouldn't be this show if we didn't disagree because this is my second favorite track on the album and uh, my notes are, oh, yes, indeed, uh, the amazing guitar on this. And, and Tommy backed me up on this. Tommy, Yeah, I hear Tommy agrees with you, you fuck. <laughs> but, uh, wow, this one really surprises me. I, I really thought that either uh, Neighbor Neighbor or Certified Blues was the one you were talking about uh, that you didn't think you'd like. Uh, but, man, this, I'm, I'm perplexed by this one because I love it. But... Admittedly, uh, I like blues a lot more than you do. So well, you, you do understand it doesn't sound like a typical ZZ Top blues song, though. It does have the elements of you know other blues songs where you know shit like Old yeah. Man is kind of like I mean that's pure. I, you know, in a way, I kind of feel like all right, you know, th- this song is them going, hey, you know, I, I like that blues song. Let me do it. it to me, it doesn't. It, it just doesn't resonate as a uh, as heartfelt as Old Man. Uh, but that's how I feel. Yeah, I mean, hey, that's fine. You know, everybody got opinion. Uh, I just, I, the guitar work on this blows me away. To me, it's it's Billy Gibbons uh, through and through. Just on the the plane alone, if not, you know, this the song structure, uh, the plane just screams Billy Gibbons to me. Yeah, I, I I really really love this song. Just just a notch below Brown Sugar in my book. Okay. But uh. I'll let you take the next, the the last track, which is Backdoor Love Affair. Uh, the only one I'm aware of, sorta, uh, right. because this is on Fandango, but it's much slower, and Billy sings this. We're on Fandango, it's Dusty, and it's in in no way I, I can say this is a bad song. It's good on here, but uh, it's so different. And also, uh, I'm too used to the Fandango version because the Fandango version only uses the beginning of the song and then it goes into something so fucking amazing like my favorite part of the song is not on the studio version you know it's so different uh, you know after the first verse and well it, it, it's uh, on, it's on a, Fandango it's, it's the medley yeah which and it, I, and it, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, it goes from backdoor love affair to the old Willie Dixon mellow down easy which 
which just about everybody's covered. Then it goes back into Backdoor Love Affair, and then it's Long Distance Boogie by John Lee Hooker. But he does that vocal thing. That, it's so cool, dude. And you hear the crowd going apeshit while they're doing that real fast singing. and It's just so cool. I lo- It's like one of my favorite tracks on uh, that. No, but you can't, you can't go wrong with Funky Kings. That's yeah. the best song on that fucking album. But anyway, um, and Heard on the X, of course. But... Right. Um, uh, yeah, that's why it's called Backdoor Medley, you know, on the on the Fandango album. You know, right. it's not called Backdoor Love Affair, and it's one of the coolest songs off that killer underrated live album. Here, uh, it's good, it's great. I'm not gonna slam it, but you know, it's one of those things that, wow, I, this, you want to talk about a song? I gotta listen to more for it to sink in because, you know, I'm too used to that Fandango version. But uh, after listening to this song. You know, I'm like, yeah, it's not, it's not like the Fandango version, but in no way this song's bad at all. You know, it's cool. I just need to really get used to this this version. You know? Right. Well, well, that's something where you know I, I'll definitely agree with you on that. I love the version on this, but it's one of those. What did you hear first? Yeah. You know, and 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 what are you used to? And I totally understand, uh, you know, that mentality and that style of thinking because it's very, very rare that I don't, you know, fall in love more with what I heard first than, than what I heard second. Now, you know, it has changed. Like, I, you know, I talked about it before when we've done Aerosmith that I first heard Walk This Way with Run DMC. And for years, I loved that one and I couldn't stand the original. Now it's vice versa, <laughs> you know. But nine times out of ten, it's always what you hear first. Uh, so I get that, and it is, but it's almost like a totally different song on Fandango too. Uh, so that you agree, Tommy? Great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I see. He, agrees so. he likes the Fandango version. <laughs> no, that's when he spoke <laughs> up when you when he mentioned Fandango. <laughs> he heard him. He just said, "Yeah." <laughs> exactly, and, and and he just said, "He goes, you know how many fucking cats I heard uh, sing uh, just left babies." Yeah. It's contrived. Uh, so, so remember, he's kissing, remember he's kissing to, your ass too. And remember, people, <laughs> donate because we need to get a little cage and Tommy to Nashville <laughs> to be part of the panel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He could well, pee on a Sammy Hagar album <laughs> and then scratch it. We put a little kitty litter with a Sammy Hagar album on it. We'll put a mic up to him when Michael Butler's talking. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We'll put him on Michael Butler's table. Just to take up space. <laughs> Michael Tucker, he's trying to talk in there. <laughs> you hear him, he's like, yeah, I'll take me. Fuck this shit, I'm going home. <laughs> um... But that, uh, that, my friends, is ZZ Top's first album. This is a, a short review with uh, for us that'll be filled with fucking uh, with news. What but that's people okay. love. People love the news. Yeah, yeah, people love the news. Although I did see one review somebody put, uh, they complained. And it was somebody that wasn't, I don't know how they discovered the show. Uh, I, I think it was the Merciful. No, it wasn't Merciful Fate because that didn't have news. It was, it was some episode, but they're like, shut up already with the fucking news and shit. Tell me about the record. Well, you can fast forward. Yeah, but uh, but most of you, uh, you know, you, you love the news. You love all the other stuff. So uh, e- even though this is a short review, uh, it's still an album we both enjoyed very much. And I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it, Ralph. And uh, 
You know, because it's rare I turn you on to something you didn't know that you actually enjoy. So. Yeah, and from a band I love, you know. But, you know, yeah. hey, you know, I mean, ZZ Top is one of those bands that I got into as a little kid. And I never, you know, an Eliminator, like, turned me off. So I never expanded to the future. So that also equated to not, uh, you know, expand to the past. And I guess also Teja probably had something to do with it. Never heard anything about ZZ Top's first album, so I never really explored it. Which is a shame, but I'm glad. I'm I'm really glad you picked this one because now I got something to look forward to because this is up there with uh, Fandango and Tr- uh, Tris Ombres. I I even put it all over the the which I absolutely absolutely love that album. But on first listen, I say this one's better. Nice, and uh, and I'm glad, and I'm I'm glad. I think both of us are gonna gonna purchase that 180 of this because I think it would sound great on vinyl. I really do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys uh, check this out some more. And uh, it was released January sixteenth, nineteen seventy one. Produced, uh, like I said, from Bill Ham, their manager, who would produce every album from here to ninety six's Rhythm Men. And uh, what a career these guys got! Uh, you know, especially their first half. You know, I, I, I think now they definitely live in the past, but. Then again, I don't know because I've got some of these newer albums that I, I can't give an honest opinion on because I, I really haven't checked them out and maybe I need to. Uh, I've heard various things from, oh, this is terrible to a return to form. So maybe I need to check those out. Uh, I know their last album that they put out was produced by Rick Rubin. Now, was it one of those where he captured the good old sound or was it, you know, just mailed in Rick Rubin that just lays on the couch and doesn't really do anything. I don't know. I have to go listen to that uh, that album. That was called La Future. And uh, so I can't give you a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Actually, I've never heard any of the studio albums after Afterburner. So, uh, you know, there's a good, what, six, five or six albums there uh, that I have no idea. But like I said, I've never heard Tejas, you know. So uh, I'm going to investigate some more. And I know I have a couple of uh, ZZ Tops on vinyl uh, that were given to me by a friend that was just getting rid of his record collection. I believe I have a Loco and Eliminator. And I've never heard either one of those in their entirety. I've never even heard Eliminator in its entirety. Uh, but uh, you like El Loco? Yeah, I mean, it does have some low spots on it, but the, the high spots are great, like the you know, 10 foot pole and the hits. Right. You, know, I, you know, I love Pearl Necklace. And, Right. And not only the song, but I love when a dude like shoots a load on my neck. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And uh, not on the Every face. Every kiss begins with I don't like cum on my face, man. That's disgusting. But, you know, when a girl doesn't want it on her face, that's disgusting. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. It's only gay if you look down. And I look down. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. With well. binoculars. <laughs> Come on, it's not that small. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, let's get into pick of the week. Do you have a pick of the week, Ralph? Can you believe I actually do? You actually? Oh, no, I can't believe it. Yep, I actually do. Wow. I was going through my right. iTunes right now while you were talking, and I'm like, let me find a pick of the week before Ian, like, you know, ask. <laughs> and uh, it's from the 70s, and it's not a music album, though it does have one song on it. I'm talking about Cheech and Chong's Loco Chinos. Have you ever heard that? I have it, but I I have not heard the album. Oh my god, it's hysterical. Sergeant Stadenko, class, class, shut up! And Chomnik, it tastes like dog shit. Uh, it looked like dog shit. Anyway, um, 
And it has a song that was a semi-hit on the radio when I was a little kid called Basketball Jones. Yes, I love Basketball Jones. Yeah, that's I played that on my radio show. Oh, you have? Okay. You know what? what's an amazing Cheech and Chong song that nobody really talks about? Black Lassie. Have you heard that one? That, I do not know. Dude, if you like Parliament Funkadelics, yeah. you're going to worship Black Lassie. It is so funky and awesome with a wah-wah guitar. And it's a guy acting like Johnny Cash. Hi, I'm Johnny Stash. And I'm going to talk about a great American hero, Black Lassie. And then you hit it, Carl. And he does the wah-wah guitar. Like, wow, wow. It's awesome. But that's my pick of the week. Los Cochinos from Cheech and Chong. It's it's really funny. You got Peter Reuter, uh, Up the Nose, Pedro and the Man go to the drive through drive-in movies where... They go into a drive-in movie with two guys in the trunk. Hey, shut up, guys. We're trying to get in the movie. And, and you know, it's just it's just a great, great fucking uh, comedy album. Maybe their best uh, of the 70s albums, along with the first one. That's oh. my pick of the week. Los Cochinos. I will check that out. <laughs> and I got to say, uh, I want to hear the bit about the guys going into the, the drive-in because my, my dad always just tell me this story about him, his girlfriend, and his buddy. They all took ass and and went to the drive-in and his buddy had no money so they put him in the trunk <laughs> and, and they drove through and they were tripping so hard as soon as they got in there uh, my dad and his girlfriend started fucking and they forgot all about him in the trunk and uh, you know they got the movie blaring and everything and they're just oblivious and this guy's in the trunk fucking kicking the fucking back seat and finally he kicked the back seat down like screaming <laughs> And they freaked out because they were in the middle of fucking and forgot all about them. And and that's what happens in the song. They forget about the two oh, guys. Oh, in the nice. And nice. It's, it's awesome. It's 12 minutes long, but dude, all 12 minutes is hysterical. It's hysterical. You got to hear it. It's, it's, it is a total classic. So there you Nice. Go. I will check that out. All right. Well, my pick of the week comes from 1969, and it is the first album by Neil Young and Crazy Horse. Entitled "Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere." Yeah, you and, see, I don't, I don't know much about Neil Young, but I always was under the impression Crazy Horse came out in the late seventies. So there you go. Like a "Hey Hey My My," I thought that was uh, the first. Yeah. Uh, Crazy Horse album. Nah, no, but uh, that's definitely uh, you, you know the 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 more rocking side of Neil Young is when he gets together with Crazy Horse, a great backing band, and this features. The original Crazy Horse, which has Danny Winton on guitar. I would hope so. It's the first album. <laughs> you know, think about it. Oh, you know, this is the first Crazy Horse album. Uh, fe- not me featuring the original members, though. <laughs> what the co- What kind of first album is this? <laughs> right, yeah, you Timmy? Got, you got a point. That's Tommy. Tommy? <laughs> Don't say his name or he'll come back in here talking. That's, yeah, now he's pissed. He ain't talking. Because I called him Timmy. <laughs> Too bad. Uh, but uh, yeah, I love this one. I mean, it's got the classic Cinnamon Girl down by the river. Oh, I know Cinnamon Sam. Girl. I'm yeah. in love with the. That's that's them. I always yeah. thought that was a Neil Young song. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's Neil Young and Crazy Horse. I mean, it's yeah, just but, yeah, he but would I, yeah, you know, Neil's one of those guys. He put out an album, if not more than one, every year. But some would be a Neil solo. Some would be with Crazy Horse. Some would be with Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. You know, he was always—I mean, very prolific artist. Remember, uh, he did a '50s album just to piss off his record company. Yeah, yes, he did. Yes, he did. See, he, I know a little bit of Neil Young. Yeah, he was—he was—he got so mad at Geffen 
uh, because they sued him. They signed him to a big contract, and he put out, you know, but he's always done different shit, but he put one out that was kind of electronic, and Geffen was mad because it didn't do good, and they're like, we want a Neil Young-sounding record. He was like, okay, so the next one he put out was all rockabilly, and yeah. then the one, the one after that was all country. And he did it like, just fuck you. Don't you tell me what to put out. You sign me, whatever I put out. And, and you got to respect that, you know? You are not the boss of me, Geffen. Exactly. And and they finally let him out of his contract. But he was. He was just sticking it to him. I mean, like, I don't think he did intentionally bad songs, but he did intentionally different styles just to show, like, nobody nobody's going to tell me what the fuck I can put out. So, uh, you know, always been a man of integrity. And... Uh, and, and I love this album. It just—it's really good. And there's also some other great shit, like the losing end, uh, round and round title track. Everybody knows it's nowhere. Uh, and one of my all-time favorite fucking artists is Neil Young, and uh, that is my pick of the week. Right on. All right. Well, now we got to go into fan of the week. Well, fan of this week is somebody I've been seeing for uh, I don't know, last maybe six months or so. But been posting a lot, commenting a lot, and uh, man, did he put up a cool picture today of a uh, the European version of Black Sabbath's Live Evil on cassette on the Vertigo label. Man, does this look fucking cool! Well, I'd and like to see that. I don't know. I didn't know there was a different cover. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, it's the same cover, but it's just so cool because it's so retro and old, and, and then it's, you can tell it's European. Okay. Because uh, it's on the Vertigo label, which was their label in, in uh, England. But Dustin Jones, uh, man, I, I, I see you commenting a lot, brother. I, I see you posting. And that's the kind of shit we ask for, man. Just, you know, if you're going to join the page, join it. You know, we have some, I mean, we've got so many people on the page that almost never post and never comment unless it's something real weird and then you know then we got the diehards and that that's what it takes to be fan of the week man you gotta contribute you can't be a fucking wallflower and Dustin definitely contributes to the page so thank you brother we hope to see you in August in Nashville we hope to see all of you in August in Nashville uh, I already see people signing up for who's going uh, you know, and who knows, maybe even by the time you hear this episode, the fundraising might be up. So, uh, man, definitely want to see people there and definitely see people like Dustin Jones. You are our fan of the week. All right, Dustin Jones. Thank you, dude, for putting up something Sabbath. I love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Th- thank you for not putting up Motley Crue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I like rap. All right, well, let's get into the plugs. Earpillar, the podcasting and interview news site. To keep up with your favorite bands or artists and the podcasts or interviews where they appear, go to earpillar.com to find out what we're all about. Listen to The Rock Show with Gully and Joe. Go to all the W's, Gully, G-U-L-L-Y-A-N-D-J-O-A dot U-K, 8 p.m. U.K. time, 3 p.m. Eastern. Rock Show with Gully and Joe. Listen to it, don't be a cunt. Hey, rock music fans, this is Terrence Reardon of the Terrence Reardon and Friends Audiovisual Podcast. Join yours truly as I look every week at a different classic rock or metal album that had a major impact on my life, and I'm usually joined by a friend or two, or ten, and we talk about nothing but great classic rock and metal. 
and there's no country or Sammy Hagar or rap on the fucking show. That shit is frowned upon with yours truly. So if you want a great classic rock audiovisual podcast, tune on in to the Terrence Reardon and Friends audiovisual podcast. New episodes every Monday exclusively on YouTube. Are you ready for the hottest new podcast out there? Check out the Vieira Vault, featuring none other than Dr. Fuck Ralph Vieira. You will hear personal stories and personal songs from the vault. There ain't nothing else like it. The one, the only, the original Vieira Vault on Podbean, Stitcher.com, and iTunes. Spreaker. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Tired of your long commute and boring work day? Well, join Brian Davis and his gang of movie buffs as they talk about a different movie subject every week on Damn Good Movie Memories. We discuss movie themes like our favorite movie villains, favorite soundtracks, and worst movie remakes, and much more. Check us out on iTunes and Podbean at damngoodmoviememories.podbean.com. From New York. Hey, 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 hey! What up, bangers? From North Carolina! Skitter Pal Meow Meow. This is Bushy. And the Mountain. Tune in every week for your listening pleasure only on the plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. You can find us on Podbean and iTunes. Thank you very much! Hey everybody, I'm Aaron. And I'm Chris. And we're from the Decibel Geek Podcast. And if you love this... Then you'll love us. That's right. Brand new episode every single Monday. You can find us on iTunes and at decibelgeek.com. And the best thing is, it's rock and roll and it's always free. All right, this is the Ayatollah of Alcoholic, Ian Wadley, and I want you to listen to my brand new radio show, Wadzilla World, where I cover every era of fucking music that I like, and a few that you like, too. Check me out every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Central Standard Time on Soundphoria.com. I'll see you there. Music's most diverse podcast, starring Luke Innes, Greg Simp Bootlegs, and Mr. T from Germany. New episodes released every Saturday on Podbean, Podcast Addicts, and iTunes. The True Alternative Podcast. Hey, headbangers, you want your own radio show? Well, you got it. On Thursday nights here on that metal station, join me on the Dr. Fuck Show. Go in the chat room and I will make you my co-host. That's right. Everybody that joins me in the chat room, I discuss whatever you guys want to talk about. I'll mention your name. I'll say what you say. And we're going to go back and forth. And I'll even fucking play whatever request you want. Unless it sucks. Then I ain't playing it because my show rules and only songs that rule is allowed right here on that metal station. The Dr. Fuck Show airs live Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. Hope to see you there. Well, no, no, fuck that hope. 
I better see you there, motherfucker. All right. Have you checked out those podcasts? I know they're not as good as us, but they're still pretty fucking good. But if you want to hear more of that good good, come back next week when myself, Tommy the Cat, and Ralph review something Ralph picked. <laughs> Tommy the Cat. <laughs> we, are we going to let him pick something? <laughs> you know him. He's going to pick Primus just to piss you off. I know, right? Tommy the Cat. <laughs> oh, I get it. That's why you call him Tommy the Cat. Yeah. I think he. I think he's pissed at you for calling him Tommy the Cat. That cat doesn't like Primus. What, do you want to be called Triumph? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Triumph the insult cat. <laughs> the, the, we should call him Triumph the intruding cat. Yeah, he's, <laughs> that's intruding, pretty good. Intruding the podcast <laughs> cat. Yeah, he's like my old lady. Nobody cares what you have to say. Stay out of the living room. <laughs> all right. Well, come back next week when it's something Ralph wants you all to hear. Right here on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Mm-hmm. Ow. <laughs>